Welcome to There's a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. That is a long time, ladies and gentlemen. It is the day after Christmas. It is Monday. I hope everybody had a great holiday and great holidays. I certainly did. Today's topic, I'm going to talk about just getting better. All right. Before I jump into that, let me thank our first sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow and they're absolute grinders at what they do. We all know we want real pros at whatever we do. We want real pros when it comes to trainers, nutritionists, real estate agents, handymen. We want real pros. They definitely are that. They'll help you find your house. They'll help you sell your house. And I'll leave all their contact information in the show notes. All right. So just get better. About, gosh, must be going on close to 10 years, maybe a little bit less than that. I went out and stayed with a an acquaintance who I got to know pretty well, Gary Jones. He's a uh, an icon in the health and fitness world. He is the creator of Hammer Strength Equipment, and his father was Arthur Jones, who was the founder of Nautilus. And uh, Gary is a certified genius, you know, probably in most people's opinion. And if you don't know, Hammer Strength is the equipment that is the plate-loaded machine variety. So you put plates on the machines and they became kind of like the uh, the crossover for people that maybe did a lot of machine training but really didn't use a lot of free weights. They started using some Hammer Strength and... Uh, Hammer strength is just uh, the best, you know. Um, you would assume that they're uh, one of my sponsors. Uh, nope, they're not. They're just really that awesome. I love them. So anyway, Gary is just a genius when it can when it comes to well many things, but health and fitness and different stuff he's invented. He's an inventor, really. I guess that's what you would call him. So. I had the pleasure of being able to stay with him for a few days. I don't ski, but I did take a little lesson when I was there. He lives on a, uh, literally on a slope, and it was pretty awesome and a beautiful place. It was the middle of winter, and we broke into a conversation. He, I, and a, another buddy who is a physician, a general practitioner, and uh, we were all uh, talking along with um, the doctor's son, and uh we were going on and on the doc and I about, uh, you know, different measurements of getting better, you know, certain percentages of body fat or, uh, you know, maybe different strength scores. He might've been talking about lowering blood pressure and, uh, things like that more in his area of expertise. And, uh, Gary broke in and he says, gentlemen, 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 just get better was what he said and how he said it. And, you know, we started thinking about that, and uh, he he gave a pretty cool statistic that uh, I've uh, sort of verified, meaning that it's really hard to pin down, but there's truth to it. And basically, what he says is, he says, "Look, gentlemen, you're both you know you know masters of your trade, and you're both in the health and wellness, and 
you both know that hardly anybody really exercises. And he gave the statistic that only 7% of the United States is on a sustainable exercise program. 7%. So I think everybody knows what sustainable means. That means, sure, there's people out there that start and get all into it and, uh, you know, they jump right in and then they quit. Well, that's not sustainable. And then we have the other percentage of people that just don't do it. So 7% obviously is not a lot of people. He went on to say that some of the problems he believes is the fact that some of the expectations are just like too high and people don't know how to get better. Like they're just, these numbers are out there that are just not attainable. So people don't do it. And I felt a little schooled that day, but schooled in a good way. Like I like to be schooled if it's for the right reasons, meaning that it helps me grow. It helps me become better at what I do. And uh, I changed a lot of my goal setting philosophy after that conversation. In other words, I used to say, you know, well, let's lose 3% body fat. Let's get down 10 pounds. Let's increase our grip strength by 5 PSIs, or let's go ahead and improve our bench press by 10 pounds, you know, whatever it might be. I was very much into that. And I do believe in measurement, absolutely. But I started thinking about that. And it's like, if we're getting better, then aren't we getting better? You know, think about that. Like, isn't it just most important that we're always trying to improve ourselves? Like, isn't that just really what's most important. And let me tell you, it'd be obvious if I were to say, well, if we can do that every day, we've had a really good year. I mean, obviously. Now, we're not going to do that. I mean, I wish, you know, depending on like how old you are and what you're, you know, where you're at in your progress, uh, if you've got further to go, you can improve every day, you know, so to say. Um, yeah, there'll come a point, though, when you're not going to make improvements, but we should always strive for improvements, right? So think about really how simple that is, but how hard that is at the same time. But also think about how cool that is. Like if we're always just striving to get better whenever we are trying to improve our wellness, right? Whatever it might be, just get better. I know for me, one of the things that I work on for my wellness is meditation. I try. I still go back and forth as to why, if I need it or if I'm not, you know, actually getting some meditation in some of the other things that I do. Uh, is there value to it? So I still do some of that. And I'm still questioning that. I don't know. Uh, I would also argue, could it hurt? I mean, outside of the fact that it takes some time. But I do know that one of the drawbacks is that I set a time that's just maybe not something I can do. Like I'm just not there yet where I can do it. Like even if it's 10 minutes, I might go, well, oh, gosh, you know, I was tuning out somewhere around three minutes last time, you know. So I do think if I set that number out there too much, it's going to make me not want to strive when in reality I should say, Okay, so how about instead if I just try to get better at this? You know, maybe that is a minute every week or every day even. Or maybe that is just trying to have better focus while I'm doing it. But I do know 
that putting arbitrary time numbers out there because other people say it and other people do it are a drawback to me actually doing it. So I think to people who struggle, I think about people who struggle to get in their cardio exercise. You know, the latest American College of Sports Medicine recommendation on cardiorespiratory is minutes per week. That's the route they go now. They say if you want to get the minimal benefits, you should do a, you should do 150 minutes of cardiorespiratory exercise per week. So if you're doing the math, it could be like 30 minutes, five times a week, something like that. And it, they go on to say that if you want improved fitness benefits, you should do 300 minutes per week. And they call that moderate exercise. If they're talking vigorous exercise, they bring the time down a little bit. The point is those minutes are thrown out there. That's fine. That's a pretty good recommendation. It, it, it Really, it's not bad. They, they have to give us something. They have to give us something that they've measured to see what gives us the benefits from putting in the exercise. Now, what if somebody hears that and there's not a trainer or there's not an educated friend to help them out and they say, so man, 30 minutes, five times a week. I mean, what's the point? I can barely do five minutes right now, whether it be because of a time crunch or they're, they're just not very mobile and they can't do that kind of time. Well, now that person is not going to do anything. And in reality, I really think good trainers, good coaches, we need to be encouraging people to just pick up where they are, meet people where they are, and help them. Help them get a little bit better every day. Sure, those recommendations are great, but what do they really mean? And what if somebody's doing more than that and they hear that recommendation and they do less? I mean, recommendations really are just that. They're recommendations. We have to throw numbers out there to mass populations of people. It's just what we have to do. It's very impersonal. When I say we, I mean trainers, coaches, teachers. We have to put things out there for people. Like the more people you have to manage, the more general you have to make a recommendation. All right, so like, I'll give an example. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. So the NSCA is the National Strength Conditioning Association. They make one of the best, or they actually make the best, certified strength and conditioning specialist certification. I have that. It's the best because you have to have a four-year degree to actually sit for it. So that's pretty cool. Now, they make these like really big micro-cycle workouts that are general recommendations for, say, a football team or a basketball team. So the strength coaches in most places will go in and they'll write the workout of the day up on this big board. They'll walk in and they'll see these exercises and they'll see the sets and they'll see the reps and they'll 
they'll know their loads that they're supposed to use. Actually, it will be in percentage of loads. So it might be like three sets of 10 at 75% of their RM. So it's all spelled out for them, but it's not specific at all. And you'll look at it and you'll go, man, that's a lot of work. Or you'll look at it and you'll say, that's not a lot of work. Now, good coaches will go up to the person and go, well, that's the recommendation, but you know, for you, you need to do this, right? So we have to put up the general recommendation because unfortunately, a lot of people won't do what they're supposed to do on their own unless you hit them with a ton of work. Teachers do it too. They might bury you with busy work because they're just afraid you're not going to do the work that you need to do on your own. So recommendations are put out there for the general masses and they're fine. But if everything gets boiled down to you, just getting better. You know, some people want to become more plant-based. They hear about the health improvements. They hear about the improvements to the planet. And they're like, you know what? That's something I want to do. And then they get really intimidated because they just say things like, well, I can't cut this out entirely. And I'll say, well, you don't have to cut it out entirely. Like if you cut it down to this much, aren't you now better? And they'll say, yeah, but you know, I'm still eating meat. It's like, okay. And again, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not saying that that's the best way to go. It's the best way for me to go. I'm just saying that this is an example of where somebody like who's thinking in the, in the form of perfectionism can get into a little bit of trouble. And I'll say, look, but you're getting better. It's called plant based for a reason. You know, we, they, we started to get away from terms like veganism and vegetarianism. Because for some reason, they just carry these labels that people are like, well, I can't do all that. You know, it's like, okay, so plant-based means plant-based. In other words, the majority of your diet is centered around plants or things that grow in the ground. All right. The majority of it. That's why it's plant-based. So let's say you cut out red meat. That's a huge start, right? That's getting rid of a lot of saturated fat. That is getting better. You know, then let's say after a while you say, well, I'm only going to eat lean meat, white meat. Okay. You've gotten better. Or you might say, I'm going to cut out all dairy because of the fat in the milk. Okay. So you are getting better. If you do get to the point where you're consuming no animal products and that's your goal, you know, there'll be a natural evolution that will take you there. And too often we're afraid of allowing these natural evolutions to take take care of themselves in our health and fitness journey because they absolutely will, all right? So I think back to when I was young trainee in New Smyrna working out at the gym on Canal Street. You know, we worked out. I didn't really have a set plan other than maybe what muscle groups I was going to do when I went to the gym and maybe a general idea how many sets and exercises and things like that. But typically... I would find somebody I know or they would find me and we would start working out. We always wanted to get better. So if my workout partner of the day did something, I would want to try to match him or go a little bit above him. And then he would repeat or she would repeat the same thing after me. Why? Because we were striving to get better. I didn't go into it with this mindset of, oh, I'm going to do this much weight today. And that's it. And it's going to be the best in the gym. No, 
I went into it with the mindset that I always want to just improve. And if I'm pushing myself that day to do a little bit more than what I know I've done before, then I know I'm getting better. And I think this message just really needs to be heard going into the new year. You know, we all know that there's all these New Year's resolutions. And I, you know, people, I'll speak specifically for me, you know, not going to hit a New Year's resolution. I don't set them anymore. You know, in a way, they're kind of like silly. And if you want a little science behind this, think about this. Think about energy. Think about counter energy. So if you ever notice that if you walk up to somebody and, you know, your friends or whatever, so I'm not saying be aggressive, but this is just something, this is a little example I used to show students. So you get two people facing each other. One pushes on the other one's shoulder, right? What does the other person do? They push instantly back, right? They don't just kind of like shrug their shoulder over a little bit and have the person kind of push through them, which which is taught in martial arts would be the right thing to do because then they're allowing their energy to push through and then they can make their next counter move. No, instinctively we push back. That's what we do. And so what do you have? You have a power struggle. You have one person pushing in one direction, the other person put other person woo, pushing in another. You can tell I had a few days off here. So the same thing goes on in your mind. We do the same thing. As soon as we say, I'm not going to do this anymore, we have this counter push inside of us that drives us to go in the opposite direction. All right. It's just what we do. We get this counter resistance to what we say we're going to do. In 12-step programs, they tell people who are in recovery or new to recovery, don't make the declaration that you're never going to drink again. It's just not a smart thing to do. As soon as you say it, you're going to automatically think that you missed it. If you break it down and say, I'm just not going to drink today. Today, I'm going to work on my recovery. It becomes a lot more manageable. Science has backed this up to every action, there is a reaction. To every, I'm going to do this, you're going to get a reaction back, right? So if you put out this goal or this resolution that looks like it's very non-sustainable, not doable, you're going to get this pushback, you're going to feel like a complete failure, and you're not going to be successful. But if you tell yourself, I just want to be better, so think about what what do you want to be better at right now? Like, what do you want to be better at with your wellness? Do you want to eat a little bit better? Well, if so, get out a journal and write down. What does that look like? What does eating better look like? Keep track of it and decide, how can I improve this? Tomorrow, going into tomorrow, what am I going to do tomorrow that's a little better than today? Can you imagine if you did that every day, like I talked about, then what do you have? You have a really, really good diet in a few weeks, a few months, depends on how you're eating now, but you're getting better. You know, what if you tell yourself, you know, I really want to get better at strength training. You know, I'm hit or miss. I'm hitting it maybe 
once a week consistently, two times if I'm lucky. Okay, so how can you get a little bit better than that? Rather than say, every day next month, I'm going to hit it three times a week. I'm going to get in 12 workouts. That would be great. And you might do that. But what if instead you said, well, based on my last month, I did seven. 12 would be awesome, but I'm really going to get in eight workouts in January. That's better than what you did in December. That's better than what you did in November. Was it perfect? No. And by the way, there's no such thing as perfect, but it's better. And if it's better, how can you not be better? That's what I really, really, I, I, I get so passionate about that when I talk to people. I'm like, so if you're already decent, right? Or if you're already bad, like if you're just really not a well person in many areas of your life, how can being better not be better? I mean, you're still alive, so you got a fighting, kicking chance, right? So that means that if you got through the day and you're really, really not healthy, well, you know what? The next day you're a little bit better. You're better from that. I mean, think about that. I hope I'm really getting that point across. You're better from that. And then the next day you can get better from that. And the next day you can get better from that. And then after a little bit of time, voila, you're well. And you got there by looking at every day. How can I be better today? You know, another thing I steal from self-help programs because they really, really do a lot of good, or I should say 12-step self-help programs, or they're actually group help programs, is, you know, they encourage people to do a review of the day. So if you reviewed your day, said, well, you know, I did this today, maybe in a journal, maybe with a friend, whatever, maybe in meditation, maybe talking to your God, you know, whatever. But if you reviewed your day, you said, you know, I did this, I did this. Well, there's a perfect time to say, tomorrow, I'm just going to be better at this. Maybe you're on your phone too much. I am. I could be on my phone too much. So instead of saying, I'm not going to pick up my phone until 12 o'clock tomorrow. Okay. I don't, I won't do that, you know, but I heard one speaker say he's not going to pick up his phone at least until after an hour of him waking up. I thought, hmm, okay. You know, that's still hard for me. I, I get on there. I, return some text messages, I'll uh, send out a text, I'll check a schedule, I'll check sports. I mean, those are all great excuses, aren't they? But, you know, it's hard for me. So for me to say, all right, first half hour, that's better than what I did today, which is the first thing I think I did when I woke up was I checked to see the football scores last night. Did I really need to see that? You know, couldn't I have waited? Think, well, what's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with that is then you check this, then you check that. Next thing you know, you're putting off more important things that you could be doing in the morning. So for whatever it is for you, for your wellness, we all have different things that can improve our wellness. Diet, mental, spiritual, physical, cardio, physical strength, uh, relationships. Like there's a lot of things that make us well. What can we do to make us just a little bit better in some of those areas tomorrow. I want to hear back from you. All right. This is important stuff. I want to hear back from you. If you know me, shoot me a text. If you don't have my cell phone, Facebook me. If you don't know me, I don't know. Find me. I'm not that hard to find. All right. I'm all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. But I want to know what you did because it interests me to find out what you did to make yourself a little bit better. 
You know, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast. I'm going to ask you. So be prepared for the answer. All right. Perfect time to thank our second sponsor, chiropractic physician, Dr. Doris Antos. I love having a chiropractic physician as one of my sponsors because I absolutely believe in chiropractic physicians. I believe in all kinds of wellness care, such as chiropractic, such as massage, acupuncture, nutritional healing, all that good stuff. It's all very important to me. And Dr. Doris Antos is one of the best in the area. She's in Ormond Beach. She's great. She does all different kinds of solutions with you. There's chiropractic, of course, but there's other modalities that she uses and she gets to know you. She's been doing this a really long time. And just like our other sponsors, I will put her contact information in the show notes. And when people ask, well, who do you refer to? She's who I refer to in Ormond Beach. Dr. Doris Antos is great. And I firmly, highly recommend her. Until next time, be max fit and be max well. <laughs>